You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. This is WNDZ. Mark Teresi here sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, who is our regular host. Father Greg is still working on uh, that hip surgery recovery, and uh, he had a doctor's appointment this morning. He sends his regards to everybody. And we have a great show this morning, uh, mostly because it's going to be 30, 32 and the icicles are melting all over the place. With people are walking around downtown, actually almost smiling. Um, our program this morning, we're going to join Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael R. Heinlein about the Catholic Lawyers Guild and their upcoming Lenten retreat, um, which is entitled "Finding Christ in the Crisis: What the Pandemic Can Teach Us." Welcome, Judge Thomas and Michael. Are you there? Yes. Welcome, 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 yeah. welcome. Father Greg sends I, his regards. Well, I, you know, I'm going to open with a, a moment of humor. I think that because uh, you have a, a lawyer and a judge on the program, I can claim some credit for defrosting the icicles. Can you? How? Well, I generate enough hot air <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I think I could melt all the snow in Chicago. You have to go block by block, though, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I'm going to work at it. Now, Michael, you know, he's a theologian. He can't really generate as much hot air as a lawyer or a judge. <laughs> well, why don't we do this? Can I call you Judge Thomas? Yes, you, okay. you can call me Judge or Judge Tom, whatever. Okay, I'll call you well, Judge Tom. And uh, why don't we do this? Why don't you, Judge Tom and Michael, give us a little bit of background. How did you end up connected to the Catholic Lawyers Guild? Well, with Michael, I think it was just a simple twist of fate or bad luck. Um, <laughs> but we're uh, we're lucky enough to have Michael as our retreat leader uh, for our March 13th uh, Lenten retreat. And he and Father Harrison Bear <clears throat> are going to lead us in a retreat that's based on their book, uh, Finding Christ in the Crisis, about how we can find Christ in the pandemic crisis. And this is for lawyers, but also for non-lawyers. We're co-sponsoring this with the Young Catholic Professionals. Oh, great. Um, and it's open to all, and people can register by going on our website, clgchicago.org. And it's March 13th from 9 till 1. But Michael um, has a really nice tie to the Archdiocese of Chicago in that he's doing some scholarship uh, on uh, Francis Cardinal George. Oh, um, wonderful, wonderful. You know, I was at Mundelein uh, Seminary for 12, no, for 15 years, so many times interacted with Cardinal George, and what a great man. Even in his Ill illness, 
he had an energy for the church that was unbounded, unbounded. He really, he really f- fought till the end to to be energized for the church. Michael, what did you, did you know the cardinal? Oh no, I I, I knew him in passing. I, I met him several times as a student at the Catholic University of America in Washington D.C., where I had studied, and um, I grew up in Northwest Indiana. And he had an aunt and uncle that lived in my town many, many years before, but he knew the name of it, and so he always remembered me because of that connection. And um, so I I, I always admired him from afar, certainly, and uh, I have a great love for him myself. So it's been a great gift to be able to delve into his life a little bit. How did you two connect? Well, we we were looking for uh, a... Um, a replacement um, for our uh, retreat master for our Lenten retreat. Um, one of the persons who had committed to doing our retreat um, became a bishop. Oh, um, oh, oh. And he decided that he didn't want to do a retreat virtually, which is what we're going to be doing. This is mm-hmm. a Zoom retreat. Um, and uh, he uh sort of threw us into a tailspin, and we prayed about it, and uh, Father Bob Cook, who's our chaplain, uh, had been familiar with the book uh, that uh, Harris, Father Harrison and uh, Michael had published, Finding Christ in the Crisis, and thought it would be really ideal um, for our lawyers and judges in the Catholic Lawyers Guild um, to really partake of the, the book and the thoughts in there, and the retreat is going to be, you know, small groups and large groups and some presentations by Father Harrison and Michael. Um, but it is a really wonderful um, reflection on how we can find and deepen our faith life uh, in this crisis. And we're hoping that's going to be um, uh, the fruit of Michael and Her- Father Harrison's uh, uh, joint retreat uh, leadership Um now, in, this ca- March. in case, Judge Thomas, in case people don't know, a little bit of history of the Catholic Lawyers Guild. How did how did this group happen? Well, Catholic Lawyers Guild has been around for about 90 years. It was founded uh, in the 1930s uh, and uh, came out of long tradition of um, guilds uh, of lawyers in Europe. Uh, since the, the 12th century, um, there have been... Uh, lawyers' guilds. And, and really, it's grounded in the fact that uh, our, our faith uh, and our work life are uh, intertwined, and that we live out the gospel uh, in our daily lives through our work, and that they shouldn't be uh, a divorce between uh, faith and life. In fact, uh, it, is, it is, you know, the expression of charity um, that, that finds its perfection in actual day-to-day life, not in uh, simply praying or your sacramental life, which are important. But uh, And this is one of the points that Michael and Father Harrison make in the book, is that the whole point of the sacraments is what you do uh, in your life in terms of living out the love of God among your brothers and sisters. Uh, so that's been the, the thought behind these guilds since the 12th century, um, ours was founded uh, in the 1930s here in Chicago. Uh, we're the second Catholic Orders Guild in the country yeah. after New York. Um, 
there are about 36 uh, throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we've performed a lot of functions over the years um, for Cardinal Stritch, um, Cardinal Bernadine, uh, Cardinal George tasked us with certain things. Uh, and most recently, uh, uh, Cardinal George credited us for shaping uh, his zero-tolerance approach to the clergy sex abuse crisis. He asked us um, before the Dallas meeting um, to do some research about what the laity thought about this. And we did uh, hearings in dozens of parishes throughout Chicago and came up with a report to him, which he took to Dallas. And um, he often told me that it changed his mind uh, totally about what should be done and came to Dallas with uh, a zero-tolerance approach, which was not what he originally uh, thought was the appropriate response. So we've done um, a service for the Church. We lately, um, for Cardinal Supich, have been working intensely in um, uh, supporting the work of restorative justice, uh, particularly in our Catholic restorative justice um, centers here in Chicago, uh, the Precious Blood Ministry for Reconciliation in the Back of the Yards neighborhood, but also advocating in the legislature. So that was one thing that Cardinal Sipich asked um, almost immediately upon his arrival. He did a retreat with us, a, a Lenten retreat a number of years ago, and this was the one thing he asked of the guilds, work to support restorative justice. So we we try to support um, the, uh, the works of the Church that uh, intersect with justice concerns, uh, and we provide uh, occasions for celebration for lawyers, uh, prayer, uh, and service. And you honor, you honor annually a, law, a lawyer, Catholic lawyer, don't you? We did. We, we, we have the Catholic Lawyer of the Year, which is somebody who brings Christ to the world through their work. Um, and who would and, that be this year? Is it a secret? Or <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, last year it was Tanya Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, who is the director, executive director of the Westside Justice Center. She's an African-American Catholic woman who, um, uh, after uh, becoming a widow, uh, went to law school to support her children and um, became a lawyer and lived out her vocation by advocating for justice, uh, civil and criminal justice, um, for those on the west side of Chicago. And she founded a clinic um, that is a marvelous center for uh, different kinds of services, legal services, um, for the marginalized uh, in our city. And so she was the recipient of our Catholic Lawyer of the Year Award for uh, 2020. Who it is going to be for 2021 is veiled in mystery. Good, um, good. And that will be the Red Mass uh, October, around October 6th usually is when we have our Red Mass uh, and it will be at the cathedral here in Chicago, um, which we are but, proud to host. I, I, I am new, newly the executive director at Holy Name. I've worked with Father Greg for many years at Holy Name, but we, we have a strategic plan which is named an executive director position. So I am honored that you. Well, folks congratulations! Thank you so much. You know, we're going to take a little break. Um, and we're going to come back with Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael. Are am I pronouncing it right, Michael Heinlein? That's right. Okay, yeah. and we're going to talk more about Catholic Lawyers Guild, their upcoming Lenten retreat, finding Christ in the crisis, what the pandemic can teach us. It's going to be March 13th. We'll talk some more about how faith fits in to our legal world, and we'll begin. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.
have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home, consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. Our number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael Heinlein about the Catholic Lawyers Guild upcoming Lenten retreat, which is March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m., Finding Christ in the Crisis, What the Pandemic Can Teach Us. Michael, so people will be tuning into this retreat um, Tell them who Michael Heinlein is. Well, I'm a, a writer and editor for Our Sunday Visitor, and I've um, done some writing for the periodicals there, the Our Sunday Visitor newspaper and the Priest magazine over the years. Um, and I've published a few books recently, this being one of them, also a handy little guide to spiritual communion, which is something that kind of fits along the same theme of the book, uh, that we're discussing on the pandemic, because yes. we were looking to give people more resources on spiritual communion at a time when uh, sacramental life is diminished as it was and has been. And then um, I have a new book also out that I edited and wrote biographies for and also have contributors, including um, Auxiliary Bishop Joseph Perry, on the six African Americans who are candidates for sainthood in the United States. Wow. So um, that's a little bit about myself, and of course, as we mentioned already, I'm working on a forthcoming biography of Cardinal Francis George, and um, and in the final stages of preparing that. So um, 
that's a little bit about what I do and have been doing. I taught theology in a high school here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I lived for several years and worked in parishes in the past, but have transitioned to um, writing now. Now, you, you, so you, you're pretty busy, you're a pretty busy man. And yes, it, we had, it's a busy time, yeah, and we have two little kids at home, and we've been old? working from home, of course. How old are they? Uh, he'll be, my son Joseph will be four, uh, and our daughter Anne will be two, both, they're about 10 days apart in May. Wow, you got a great journey ahead of you. Our granddaughters, who we just saw this weekend, our Lydia is, I'm getting a little granddaughter commercial in, uh, Lydia is going to be six, and the twins, Maddie and Nora, are four, and little Eleanor is eight months, and boy, does being a parent is wonderful, but wait to, you know, it'll be some decades down the road, but when you're a grandparent, boy, it's a, <laughs> it is a blessing. Well, it it's a, been great to see uh, my parents and my in-laws grow into that role, because yeah, our kids are their first grandkids. Because so. we can spoil them and then leave. <laughs> yes, they do that very well. <laughs> now, Michael, finding Christ in the crisis. So, um, uh, a Catholic Lawyers Guild invited you to come. Where, where have you discovered that folks f- have found Christ in the crisis? Well, the book came out of a of a desire to help people find Christ in the midst of the crisis. Father Harrison Eyre, who is my co-author with the book, is a pastor in British Columbia, Canada. So we have a little bit of different experiences, although uh, in many ways they're the same. And, you know, with the diminished ecclesial life that we've all experienced as a result, which was necessary, as we argue in the book, um, it has been a, a, a challenge for us to move beyond what we've taken for granted and to recognize what spiritual tools that we have, the relationship with Christ, that we have by nature of our baptism that can be so easily taken for granted and overlooked, and, and try to see um, where, where we might connect with the Lord in new ways, perhaps um, ways that, that are not something that we're accustomed to. But then beyond that, of course, uh, we also can recognize Christ in the other people around us and through the acts of service that we've seen people so heroically living in the name of Christ in the midst of this crisis that we're surrounded with. So um, the book tries to help us unpack what we've experienced uh, in the last year. You know, many people have, have commented that the pandemic is like a long Lent because it started here in this continent last Lent, early on. Yes. And, um, you know, how do we use this Lent? That's kind of what we're going to do in this retreat. Um how do we use this Lent to begin unpacking this long Lent? Because if we're really believers, if we're really who we say we are, God is always active. Right. And so he's even active here now at this moment. We have to open our eyes through faith and love and see God's action. And um, that's what we really have hoped to do with this book. At every prayer, at every meeting, every prayer that Father Greg is present, and he leads the prayer— he always reminds me, he says, I am not saying let us place ourselves in the presence of Christ. Christ is here. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And um, 
That's so important. You know, I'm thinking, so Judge Thomas, as a lawyer, how has this year impacted your profession from it, your it's perspective? Been, it's been very isolating. Um, most of us uh, judges and lawyers are practicing out of our home via Zoom. And all of those gratuitous encounters of kindness, uh, love, and affection that normally are part of our everyday life, um, colleagues, um, the lawyers that we encounter, um, the staff, all of that is taken away from us, and we are alone um, in our uh, rooms, uh, in our homes, and communicating and seeing people, but not being in contact with them. And, and we're deprived of, of the sacramental life to a large extent. Um, and I was for 40 years a uh, daily communicant, and there's no daily mass now that I have easy access to. Yeah. Um, and before St. Peter's, it was right there um, for, for mass and confession. So it has been a very isolating time, and this is particularly hard on our younger lawyers who need um, contact with mentors uh, and uh, encouragement and advice. And now they are practicing, um, you know, out of their closets sometimes exactly. because uh, they, they have to practice while they're raising kids, particularly women lawyers. I found this is very difficult for them uh, where they're uncomfortable about getting child care uh, because of the risks associated with that. Um, but yet, have to work while they have little uh, children, infants or small children. It's been um, very difficult uh, for them. Let's um, let's do this, Judge Thomas. They want me to take a little break here, but let's. This is fascinating because when we come back, you're talking a lot about the reasons why this retreat is important for people to spend time to reflect, to really feel kind of the healing presence of God in this crisis. So let's take a little break and come back and continue this conversation. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Judge Thomas Mordanley and Michael Heinlein about the upcoming Lenten retreat, Finding Christ in the Crisis, What the Pandemic Can Teach Us. That's going to be March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m. It's virtual. We'll give you more instructions on how to tune in when we come back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. 
We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We're back. WNDZ 750 AM on your dial. Catholic Chicago. Mark Teresi sitting in for Father Greg Sackowitz, who is continuing to recoup from that hip surgery. Uh, we're with Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael Heinlein. We're talking uh, about the Catholic Lawyers' upcoming Lenten retreat. I have a question. This isn't related to the retreat, but Judge Thomas Moore, Tommy Moore, hi. Was that? Did you make that up, or did your parents <laughs> give you that name? You know, my parents fated me to lose my head over principles. <laughs> but for Richard, but for Wales, Richard, you know. So uh, my my mom was uh, a great fan of St. Thomas More. He was canonized the year of my birth, 1958. Wow. Um, and uh, my parents had just seen Paul Schofield perform mm-hmm. um, Man for All Seasons at the Schubert Theater uh, live. What and, an experience. Uh, what they an experience. were yeah, well they were just and so uh, you know that was a big thing for my mom's devotion to St. Thomas More. So that's uh, it was something that uh, you know sort of uh, hinted what path I should take in life uh, as I was going through grade school and high school that name sort of guided me uh, in my thoughts and then after college uh, came to law school here at Loyola uh, to uh, follow through on what my parents started uh, with uh, my baptismal name. So you really were aware. I mean, that name really carried um, weight for you in terms of a life decision. Oh, indeed. And, you know, of course, I was uh, given uh, several biographies of Thomas More and icons, and so it became, and I watched the movie with Paul Schofield uh, several times when I was a kid, because, of course, in the 1960s, Thomas More was celebrated in the both the secular and religious um, uh, sectors as the champion of conscience. Um, yes. So uh, it was he was a very popular figure, and it's sort of um, difficult to recall now because uh, he doesn't have the same uh, widespread acclaim uh, as he did uh, in those days. We still require that commitment of folks. 
yeah. commitment of conscience, which is part of Catholic Lawyers Guild, what they call their membership too. Now, I'm going to ask you both a question, Father Greg. Um, I dropped him off at the his doctor's appointment this morning. I said, well, what would you ask? He said, well, wait a little bit, but what I would ask is both uh, Judge Thomas and Michael, how does faith fit in to your life? My, uh, Michael, as you as as a minister, author, and then Tom, Judge Thomas Moore, you as a lawyer. So, Michael, why don't we start with you? How does faith fit in to your life as this author and retreat leader and minister? Well, I would hope to say, um, <clears throat> might sound simple, but I would hope to say that it's what defines me. Um, I strive to do what I can to bring people closer to the Lord Jesus and his gospel through my work, through the um, stories that I tell, and through the um, aspects of our faith that I explain. My my goal is always to bring people closer to the Lord, although uh, each of us are feeble in doing that. Um, that is what, what prompts me. Um, more than that, though, as a husband and father, I would say that it's important for me to let the faith also guide how I interact with with others and how I help, um, you know, in my own vocation as a husband, which is meant to be helping my wife get to heaven. That's my main goal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my children, too, and to plant the seeds of faith that hopefully, you know, God willing, uh, will bear fruit in their lives and help them to be saints as well. Beautiful, beautiful. What about Judge Thomas, before we take a break, Take as much time as you want. How does faith, so this Father Greg's question, how does faith fit into your life as a lawyer? Well, I would say by contrast with Michael, if I get into heaven, it will be by the merits of my children and my wife. (laughs) 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 She is on the phone and she brought that up. (laughs) She's on the phone and she brought that up. No, no, I'm kidding. (laughs) They're going to be pulling me up (laughs) if I make it. I'm lucky if I get into purgatory, <laughs> uh, but I, I I think you know seriously. I, I, I um, my mentor uh, in the practice of law was Justice Marianne McMorrow. Oh, what a uh, wonderful lady! I clerked for her for two years after law school, and uh, for her, um, faith was interwoven with her practice of law. And not a moment or second went by in which she was not contemplating our Lord and our Blessed Mother. Uh, And that infused everything she did did. uh, with her staff, with her opinions, with her conduct on the bench. Um, And I I have failed to follow her example in many ways, but I, I look on it and it's something I strive for. Um, her kindness uh, to everyone, every single person that she interacted with, radiated Christ's love um, for the world. And no one uh, that I think encountered her was uh, was immune from the attraction of that life, that life of, of kindness and love. And I, I think that's possible for us as lawyers and judges in our profession to live out Christ's love in our work and life. Um, and, and it can be in criminal cases, it can be in divorce cases. All of the people that come to um, the courts are suffering. 
Uh, and so our need of love primarily, that's what they're in need of. Exactly. And while we, we offer um, resolution of disputes, um, what I first uh, try to address in people who come before me is their suffering and give them a chance to express that um, and to know that I have taken that uh, in. While I cannot alleviate that suffering, that is for our Lord. And, and I also tell people often, and I don't know whether I'm flouting the separation of uh, church and state here, but I often will tell litigants uh, in settlement conferences, I do civil law now and, and uh, uh, lawsuits involving death or great bodily harm of individuals, but I'll tell the family that I'll pray for them. Uh, I'll tell the suffering person I'm going to pray for them. Um, and people really respond to that. Now, that's not something that replaces the legal work, oh, the hard labor work. Not at all. But it's, um, I think, something so necessary because we're a suffering world, uh, and we need love. All of us do. Yeah, let's continue this conversation. We're going to take a little break. Uh, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, WNDZ, Catholic Chicago. We'll continue our conversation with Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael Heinlein. Uh, make sure we give you all the information about the Catholic Lawyers Guild upcoming Lenten retreat, March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m., Finding Christ in the Crisis, What the Pandemic Can Teach Us. We'll be back in a few minutes to keep uh, you updated on that wonderful spiritual retreat that is scheduled in March, March 13th. We'll be back in a few minutes. Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at catholiccharities.net.
listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, Catholic Chicago, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, 312-255-8408. We're having a wonderful conversation with Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly and Michael Heinlein about the Catholic Lawyers Guild, their upcoming Lenten retreat, which is March 13th. It's 9 to 1. Uh, it's virtual. It's finding Christ in the crisis, what the pandemic can teach us. Could you? We spent a little bit of time during this segment just to talk about the specifics uh, of, you know, the virtual piece. One of the things that I've learned at Holy Name Cathedral, talking to some of our uh, reopening, welcoming ministers, is they've they've discovered a new ministry. the uh, The idea of welcome, um, keeping people safe, the camaraderie they built with fellow ministers in building those teams. Um, some of the hesitation to attend a retreat virtually would be, I've never been on a virtual retreat. What, Michael, what, what will the day look like? Well, it's, um, it's geared around uh, our book, as we mentioned, but there will be uh, just a few talks that Father Harrison Ayer and I will give. Um, they're brief. They're about 30 minutes apiece. And then we'll, we'll have a, a third talk, which will be more of a, roundtable discussion with representatives from young Catholic professionals and the Catholic Lawyers Guild. But there will also be built-in times for prayer, silence, and reflection to help digest the material that we're talking about. So it's not going to be bombarding you with information, but giving you an opportunity to take some information to prayer and to help yourself um, kind of process that in, a, in an internal way and to bear fruit, hopefully, allow the material to bear fruit in your life. So it's, it's going to start off with prayer, and, and with prayer there will be a Mass at the end. And, uh, oh, there will, there will be, be Mass. There will be Mass yeah, at the end. Yeah, streamed Mass at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and again, specifically tell people how they can connect with this retreat on March 13th. Well, I want to give one important fact. Mm-hmm. It's free. Yes. Uh, but you just go to clgchicago.org. That's clgchicago.org, and you can register for free. And it's 9 to 1 p.m. on March 13th. And we had we dipped our toe in the water with virtual retreats uh, with our Advent retreat, and we had Jack Shea oh, give us wonderful. a retreat in December. And it was one of the most moving experiences for our members uh, and allowed people, some of them um, who would have not been able to come to an in-person retreat under any circumstances, older people um, or people with child care issues. Um, and they were able to come and participate in the retreat. And so we found it was a, a real opening um, and a, uh, a real rich experience, and we were able to use the small groups um, of six or fewer to 
uh, also provide an opportunity for some intimate sharing, faith sharing uh, with folks uh, across um, age groups, race groups, all Catholics uh, in the profession. So we had a great experience in December, and I'm sure with Father Harrison and Michael, we'll have a similarly rich uh, retreat experience on March 13th. Beautiful. We're going to take just a little break. Uh, Catholic Chicago, 7.50 a.m. We'll be back in a few minutes. And uh, in our final segments, let's talk a little bit about uh, Judge Thomas. Uh, why was that retreat with Jack Chase so important for people? Uh, because you want to convince people that in a virtual event can be as moving as in person, but we probably have to make sure we convince them it's worth signing up for this and they are going to have a wonderful experience. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facilities. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Chicago, 7.50 a.m. on your dial. Mark Treacy sitting in here for 
Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, who happens to also be my boss as executive director. We work together uh, to plan. It's interesting because this Tuesday, we have a state of the cathedral meeting for our parishioners. It's virtual. But at the end of it, we're, um, we're able to tag it so people can put questions into the chat room and they'll be able to interact. One of the things Father Greg misses, he talks about it all the time, is just the interaction with parishioners, especially especially at Holy Name where, you know, he's out, all the priests are out greeting people every week, and people miss that. They really miss that. But they're, we are trying to create a structure that's interactive, and I know so are you in terms of this um, uh, the virtual retreat. But before we, before my next question, can I? I wanted to share, you know, uh, Judge McMurrow was a parishioner at St. Mary of the Woods, um, and that's Father Greg's parent. He was pastor there for many, many years. So they are dear friends. She was also the first woman, along with Mickey Pollock, on the board, on the advisory board at Mundelein Seminary. In that capacity, I worked with the board. And at Christmas time, I would deliver a Christmas present to. And Judge McMurrow, if anybody knew Judge McMurrow, she was just the classiest woman, like you had said, uh, Judge Thomas, just a faithful woman, graceful, you know, just impeccably de- uh, dressed, you know, not fancy, but just classy. And I remember delivering um, her Christmas present at St. Mary of the Woods at, at her home, rang the doorbell. And uh, I, she answered the door, and she had rags in her hair. She was her hair was being set for whatever was happening that night, and she looked at me. She said, "Mark, now she's go- she's gone now, so I can say." She said, "Mark, don't you ever breathe a word of this to anybody." <laughs> and, and I thought, well, I can now because she's she's hearing me from up above. And anyway. Uh, I digress, but that was a, it was a, just a, a wonderful moment. She's just wonderfully human. Um, what I'd like to do before we, before we um, talk again about the retreat, um, Judge Thomas, can you tell us, a few, you touched on them, a few of the initiatives, the current initiatives uh, with the Catholic Lawyers Guild. I mean, this is a very astute group of folks that really are tackling major issues. What are some of your current initiatives? Well, in addition to the restorative justice measure, which we are working with the the, uh, Illinois Legislative Black Caucus to advance a bill in the legislature, which is currently pending in both the Senate um, and the House of Representatives, to make privileged conversations in peace circles. So Father Dave Kelly down in Precious Blood Ministry for Reconciliation, has worked with victims and perpetrators of crime to uh, formulate outcomes where the victim is made whole, Mm -hmm. um, which is really a a wonderful ministry because most of the folks who come through our criminal justice system, which is adversarial, never feel any resolution or closure. So this is an alternative um, that's completely voluntary uh, for victims to obtain real closure. And there have been some wonderful things. Uh, one of the great stories he tells is a, a police officer who was victim of a crime confronting the perpetrator and finding out the story of this fellow's life and was so moved, he hired this young man uh, as a helper around the house. 
Wow. And this was a guy who had burglarized his house and really it made him feel less secure. But in the end, they became very close friends and, and uh, he became his employer uh, because this fellow had, had no ability to get work. And, and, and those kind of great resolutions where um, things are made much better. Uh, so we're working in that area. We're also uh, working with uh, the issue of uh, race in our um, justice system and in our profession. And we're going to our incoming president, um, retired Judge Ed Washington, is an African American, passionately devoted to his faith. And we've been working on lots of programs and projects um, to address the issue of how we can uh, realize. Uh, our oneness in Christ. That in Christ there is no Greek, nor Gentile, uh, no Jew, uh, but we are all one in Christ. Now, how, um, Judge Thomas, how does someone, a lawyer who's listening, hopefully some young lawyers listening, uh, how do they join? Uh, they just go to clgchicago.org. Uh, it's, we have a, a sliding membership scale, so it's very inexpensive for young lawyers or those who do public interest or government practice to join. Um, and uh, it is, uh, you know, we're increasing our membership every year. Uh, we've been really been blessed by a boom uh, in participation uh, over the last five years. Great. That's great. You know, we're going to take a little break uh, before our final segment, Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. And in our last segment, uh, Judge Thomas and Michael, let's talk um, sp very specifically about the retreat. We'll go through specifics in terms of how people can join. And then I'm going to ask for some closing comments. And what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to end our uh, show today with um, a lawyer's prayer, St. Thomas More. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways 
you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Of Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. Phone number is 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Judge Thomas Mordonley and Michael Heinlein about the Catholic Lawyers Guild and about their upcoming Lenten retreat, Finding Christ in the Crisis, What the Pandemic Can Teach Us, March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m. Um, this is our last um, segment. Michael, what do you hope uh, to achieve through this retreat? What are your goals for this gathering? Well, I hope that um, those who are participating in the retreat can have some uh, real concrete things that they can take away on helping understand where God is active in the midst of the crisis we find ourselves in, where we can reflect on Scripture together and see how God has acted in times of crisis in the past, where we can digest some of the theological lessons that we think have been presented before us, in the midst of, you know, the diminishment of sacramental and ecclesial life or um, some of the changes that will undoubtedly stay with the Church long-term. Um, ultimately, what we hope to do is help people identify the centrality of the cross in our lives, that these moments of crisis unite us to Christ crucified, which is the center of our life and faith as Catholics, as Christians. And ultimately, all of this is meant to... Um, be digested as the saints digest it. And so we're supposed to respond with virtue and holiness. And so how can we see this moment as an opportunity uh, to make us holier? That's, yep. a, that's a real beautiful question that we need to address because, you know, that's, that's ultimately what it's all about. Beautiful, beautiful. Judge Thomas, what about you? What are your goals for this day? Well, I, I'm hopeful that we will provide... Um, consolation to those who are desolated by this crisis, to young mothers, young fathers struggling um, to uh, survive in this economic um, crisis, struggling to raise a family and to practice law, uh, and that we, uh, we provide the communion um, that is what the Church provides, a communion that's um, uh, the, the real sacramentality of the Church is that communion, um, that fellowship that we provide with one another to encourage, as Michael says, all of us on the path to holiness. And I think one of the great things about um, Michael and Father Harrison's book is that it sees um, this crisis as an opportunity, not as an obstacle to holiness. Exactly. Can you give uh, and, people an invitation one more time? We only have a few more minutes. So I want to make sure they specifically know how to connect. Go ahead. If they would go, go online to clgchicago.org. That's 
chicago.org, and it's the first event that pops up, and you can register for free today. In fact, I've been tracking registrations. We've already had several registrations uh, during this program. Wonderful. March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m., Michael Heinlein will be helping to facilitate the retreat. What I'd like to do as we end, if it's okay with you gentlemen, I'd like to end with your prayer, uh, the lawyer's prayer of St. Thomas More. I'd like to first thank Judge Thomas More Donnelly and Michael Heinlein for uh, uh, talking to us about the Catholic Lawyers' Guild upcoming Lenten retreat. One more time, March 13th, 9 to 1 p.m., clgchicago.org, Finding Christ in the Crisis, what the pandemic can teach us in this beautiful, beautiful prayer, which we'll end the show with. I pray for the glory of God and in the pursuit of his justice that I, with you, St. Thomas More, may be trustworthy with confidences, keen in study, accurate in analysis, correct in conclusion, able in argument, loyal to clients, honest with all, courteous to adversaries, ever attentive to conscience. Sit with me at my desk and listen with me to my clients' tales. Read with me in my library and stand always beside me so that today I shall not, to win a point, lose my soul. Pray for me and with me that my family may find in me what your family found in you, friendship and courage, cheerfulness and charity, diligence in duty, counsel in adversity, patience in pain, their good servant, but God's first. Amen. 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 Thank you again, Judge Thomas Moore Donnelly, Michael Heinlein. This is Catholic Chicago, 750 AM. Mark Tracy sitting in for Father Greg Sagowitz. Have a blessed day. God bless. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.